Oh yeah, I did start it. Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah, it isn't going? No. No, it's not going. Now it's going? Now it's going. Now it's going? Yes. Cool. Now I don't have to cut off the <laughs> beginning because I'll be going. Eh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, welcome to the CCHAT Amateur Hours where we're, we are professionals. We are <laughs> professionals. And just so you know, I was being fluffed before we started recording here. The Grinch does not have smooth hair. <laughs> we're doing this for the children. <laughs> Meh. Anyway, as we record this, it is Christmas Eve morning, twenty twenty three. Yep. So December twenty fourth. December twenty fourth. Merry Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas uh, to all the who celebrate. It's our Christmas episode, so we should show a little bit more energy and happiness Woo! here. Woo! <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wherever you are, wherever you, you uh, may be watching this, um, you probably uh, are catching this after the uh, Sunday and Monday of the week. So we hope that you did have a wonderful Sunday or Monday and uh, got to spend time with uh, loved ones and got to ignore the ones you don't like. We hope that it was at least a low drama period of time mm. for you that you were able to relax and enjoy. And you wore silly clothes and you had yep. good times. Um, Drank so like, some, uh, drank some eggnog-laced yeah. coffee. Or coffee-laced eggnog or something <laughs> like, like that. We do have that episode. We did pl- We actually planned this one, too. So we yes, we did. did this we is a delayed one. Um, so, but, uh, you know, just uh, as for, just very quickly, as for projects, just uh, we're, you know, just writing. That's all. Just writing. Um, JT is writing. Yep. And uh, I'm going to be posting uh, something out on the blog later this week to talk about... Uh, about the status of the books that are across the uh, five platforms now and uh, be talking about uh, some prices are going up as of January 1st and another set of prices are going up on February 1st. Maybe not the most fun thing you want to hear on Christmas Eve, but I just want to give folks warning that if they want to get out there and get some books, now is the now is the time to buy them up. Yes. So, you know, grab them while you can because, uh, you know, hey, you know. Prices. Well, you'll still be able to grab them. They'll just be a little bit more expensive. Yeah, not terribly. I mean, if you can afford... You know, a Starbucks, one of these, you know, in this size, this is really not a big deal. Right. Um, so that's really it on the business side, unless you can think of something else. No, I think uh, we have two blogs, vlogs coming up next weekend, probably for the new year. Right. And I'm sure we will be talking more about our works in progress and the coming year 2024 yep. on our New Year's Day yep. podcast. And that's, and that's actually a good point because this is episode 148. We're going to be doing our regular broadcast on next Sunday, episode 149. And then for episode 150, the big one, which is going to be on New Year's Day, yep. we are going to be where? In our new studio space. In our new studio space. In the so basement that you have heard so much about. Yes. You know, so we call it the Dungeon of Doom. Yes. So it, that'll be fun. I guess we can move the sign back down there. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> so we're looking forward to that. So we're going to give that all a shot. So we're looking forward to that. Woo! Yay! We have a, a few changes coming up. Yep. So 2024 going to be a very exciting year. We are really looking forward to to this the, to this time. Yes. Um. So exciting, 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 right. exciting. Uh, so let's see. Shall we get to the gist of this episode? Yep. And, uh, the um, the tentative, the working title of this podcast, as you may have seen, and I don't know if it's still true, is uh, either parody or comedy or homage or anything like that. And we did we prepared for this by watching uh, three more Christmas movies. Yes. And One we went was... in a direction. 
One of them was completely new to us. Yeah, one of them was completely new to us. And we went in a different kind of direction than we usually do. Usually, you know, we like the Charlie Brown Christmas and, you know. you know, Santa Claus is coming to town. town. But we went in a different direction because we, even though our production values, we decided we wanted to prepare for this podcast. We went in a very specific direction. So we did did three new, well, not three new Christmas movies, but we did one new one and two that we've seen before, though it's been a while since we. A long time. Um. And uh, before we preface, before we do this, we're going to preface this by saying that it's easy to see why some of these may be part of a Christmas tradition. Yes. So like Christmas vacation, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's a wonderful life, and yep. so on and so forth. It will; these movies will probably never be part of our Christmas tradition, and we're not no. we're not grading them <laughs> that way. We're just saying that uh, there's something that tied these all three together. And since this is a writing podcast, you know, we wanted to talk about you know the, the parody mm-hmm. or homages. Homages, homage, homage, you know, or um, you know the salutes to Christmas, and um, you know, and of course, if you saw the social media, you already know which these three movies are, and those three movies are Elf, Gremlins, and Scrooged, and what? Scrooge, Scrooge, yeah. Scrooge, um, and so, um, so they're not really what you might call the traditional. Christmas movie. In fact, Gremlins is probably really kind of borderline because it, it's, it's more of a horror horror. Mo- horror movie that happens at Christmas, but it's so infused with Christmas themes, right? And uh, and homages and parodies of Christmas, like the other two. It's it's kind of gets looped into the Christmas uh, Christmas season. I think Elf is a little bit different, but I mean. It's a little bit more likely probably to be on the Christmas playlist for most people because yeah. it is a very cheery message and mm-hmm. it's a cheery movie. The other two are a little bit darker. Yeah, they're a little bit darker. <laughs> and of course, Scrooged um, is, um, you know, has something very common with Elf in that uh, Elf was um, Will Ferrell's first leading role mm-hmm. and he had to quote unquote carry the movie. But, you know, any movie that's got James Conn and Bob Newhart, you don't really have a lot of carrying to do because no. they're so cool. Oh, and Ed Asner. And that is like, oh yeah, right. So, uh, you know, so it's they, you know, they brought the A list lineup to help Will, which you know made the movie work. Yes. Uh, but Scrooge, on the other hand, um, was uh, carried most was carried by Bill Murray. Yes. Uh, it was a Bill Murray thing, and apparently, you read the trivia, he and um, the uh, Richard Donner, the uh, director, did not see eye to eye on things, especially when Bill was being Bill, which you think they would know when they hired him, right? Because Ghostbusters had come out earlier, so you mm-hmm. see Bill in. Ghostbusters, right. then you see you're going to hire him for something like Scrooged. And in Ghostbusters, he was maybe a little bit tamer because he was part of a quartet. Ensemble, yeah. Yes, um, whereas in Scrooged, it is very much the Bill Murray movie. Yep. So Will Ferrell and Bill Murray, both both those movies, Elf and uh, Scrooged, were part of ve- sort of vehicles for those both respective actors. Right. Uh, whereas Gremlins was more strictly ensemble. You know, yes. Zach Galligan. Galligan. Galligan, excuse yes. me, sir. Galligan and uh, Phoebe Cates. You know, cute, cute couple. You know, yep. talented actors. Talented yes. actors. Uh, but the movie was definitely more about Spike and more about Gizmo. Um, well, and, and Hoyt Axton. On Hoyt Axton, you know. <laughs> right. So, um, I mean... you know, not really the, and I, forgive me for saying this, but not really the A-list of actors that you found in the, the no, other movies. No, no. I mean, Phoebe Cates was probably pretty big at the time. Yeah. I think she may have been the biggest person in that movie. Hoyt mm-hmm. Axton was probably known more for his music. But the definitely the creatures yeah. carried that movie. Yeah. 
So, uh, getting the cast, you know, the, the, the cast obviously influenced the movie. The, you know, duh, obviously, the director influenced the movie. But we're a writer's blog. So, we want to talk a little bit about the writing, mm-hmm. the, the writing of it. And all three, um, you know, I keep calling them sort of a homage, but with the satire... You know, well, I think it just depends on the viewer, really. Yeah. Or it's, I would say that Scrooged is probably an homage because it is a direct mm-hmm. modernization of A Christmas Carol. Oh, by the way, John Forsyth. Yes. Uh, but that actually has two versions of the storyline happening simultaneously. Right. So it is more of an homage, I think, because it is a direct reinterpretation of A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Um, Gremlins is probably an homage to old horror movies, I yeah, think. old horror movies, but, but a lot of about, know, like, salutes to Christmas. Yes, sort of because they even show clips from old horror movies. Oh, yeah. And they, some it's a wonderful life. Yep. Yeah. Oh, as a horror movie? Yeah, but no, no, well, yeah. <laughs> the but, horror but, but, of the holidays? But they, show, but they also yes. showed clips of uh, It's a Wonderful Life on, yes. the, on the TV. Whereas Elf was more of a, I mean, I don't know that it directly would be considered an homage. It well, was more of an original story, but it was more about the spirit of Christmas. I well, think. actually, it did have a little bit of homage in there. And since we're talking about It's a Wonderful Life, which apparently seems to infuse all of these movies, uh, there's a scene at the end where um, the, the elf buddy is on the bridge looking over the, the maybe the East River, but looking mm-hmm. over the river in New York. And he's got his, you know, oh, his yes, hand, that's true. he's got his hands on the rim, you know, rail. And it's just like Jimmy Stewart. And, and you, read the, you read the trivia later and they said, yeah, that's a direct, that's a direct salute to it. That is true. He's at yeah. a low point and he, he feels like he doesn't fit anywhere. So I don't think he's in the, quite the same place as, uh, what is it, George Bailey, I believe. In yeah. It's a Wonderful Life, where he's just so downtrodden that he's thinking of ending it all. I think he, Buddy, the elf, is trying to figure out who he is and where he should be. Yeah. And... Um, all three of these movies illustrate a very common theme, aside from being homage or parodies or whatever that at. It is that comedy is very, very hard. Comedy yes. is easily the hardest to write. Yes. Um, because um, particularly Elf uh, and, you know, Bill being Bill, but, you know, you know, doing the machine machine gun scattershot or throwing so much comedy to the screen and hoping some of it sticks. Right. And you know that the editors were probably going just absolutely insane trying to figure out what to keep and what to throw out. Uh, but um, it, it proves, again, that, you know, comedy is just very, very difficult, very, very difficult to write. And it's and, subjective, too, because yeah. what one person finds funny is going to fall flat. And I think of, at the time, I don't believe Bill Murray was actually on Saturday Night Live, yeah. but... Uh, that's one of the things that I've noticed about Saturday Night Live because if you're not watching it when it airs, mm-hmm. which is late at night and a lot of people are a little punch drunk from being up that late, if you're watching it at like first thing in the morning, sometimes the comedy falls completely flat yeah. because you're not in that place. Right. So these movies can be a little bit more like that too. If you're not watching them maybe at the holidays with the holidays in mind, mm-hmm. it might fall flat. Yeah, it's um, and uh, it, it's it's difficult to you know, well christmas of course is supposed to be a holy holiday too and so For you've some got people. To, so the writers have to also keep that in mind so they have to be very careful about you know images mm-hmm. and use of symbols right. and it's it's just an incredibly tight line and i'm just going to be blunt up here you know um, all three don't really ring my bell but you know you know scrooge used to but you know i just sort of look at it maybe it's because i'm older and i'm you know grouchier uh, elf did not ring my bell not uh, probably because I'm all Will Ferrell out. 
you know, you mentioned right. you mentioned timing is the yes. important thing. Maybe if I'd seen it when it first came out, because mm-hmm. this was Will Ferrell's first leading role, right? And so um, it was. Uh, it was probably at that time it would have been fresh. Yes. But now I've seen Will Ferrell movies where he's always yelling at the camera mm-hmm. and always making these same open mouth expressions. And so by the time I've seen Elf, which is X number of years after it's been released, maybe two decades. Yeah, I don't and know. It might so even be it's longer. Like, you know, it's like pretty much seeing this Will Ferrell. Right many many times and actually now that i think about it uh gremlins may have some homages too because it's a wonderful life you have the um oh the character's name was potter i think mr potter Mm. so Mm. mrs deagle in gremlins was a little bit of a throwback to mr potter in that she was the landlady who was basically throwing everybody out of their houses around christmas because she was foreclosing on them and it Mm. was very illustrative of the times where it was during an, another economic downturn yep. and probably early 80s where um, people were struggling financially and you know she was very much a Mr. Potter character in that yep. movie. Yep. So the writing of um, the writing of comedy and um, you know getting it to stick sometimes it works really well sometimes you know it just it, it doesn't and uh, I can tell you for, for myself, I can't speak for CC. I can tell you for myself, none of these three movies are going to be my holiday tradition. Uh, perhaps because they're too dark, because they're too, um, they're not really, they don't really resonate with me when, it, when I think of the holiday spirit. Um, there was some, you know, there was some family elements in it, obviously Scrooged. Um, but, uh, for example, uh, Gremlins didn't have any, you know, little, many little kids to speak of. No, that's true. It didn't have because, thank God, because it's <laughs> right? really a horror movie. Oh, terrible. And then Elf, of course, you know, had, you know, the one kid. Uh, but it was, you know, sometimes it seemed like they were really contrived and forcing the humor. The brother, yes. Um, you know, it's, it's difficult to, uh, you know, you know, it's difficult to put a, put a label on these, but, uh. Uh, that uh, why they don't work for me but uh, it just seems like you know in all instances uh, they do seem forced and contrived and pretty much ran by the studio although you know people like Richard Donner would probably push back on that but then you know well you know that's well as you mentioned Richard Donner and you know Bill Murray Mm -hmm. just did not get along yep so, you know well and the flip side of that is Richard Donner can do comedy because he did the you know we're not fans of them now, but when they came out, we were fans of the Lethal Weapon series. Yes. And, that, and the, those were good comedic police stories that had, uh, you know, had had drama in them. Yeah, right. Uh, and but... they, they, they had their funny parts. So Richard Donner can do yes. comedy. Uh, but anybody, if anybody can control Bill, Bill Murray, you know. Well, and it's similar to um, National Lampoon's Vacation, that Chevy Chase. Mm-hmm has a very specific type of comedy that mm-hmm. we've seen over and over and over at this point. And actually, um, my kids were showing me some episodes of Community yesterday, mm-hmm. which Chevy Chase is in, and still doing basically the same thing yeah. he was doing 40 years ago. So they do have a particular type. And if you like that type of comedy, then I think people will gravitate toward it because they like that type of comedy. We're probably more of the... We're not in it for the particular actor. It's we're more interested in the story, and that's where the writing aspect comes in. Yeah. So that may be where the where the line is. is mm-hmm. We weren't 
we weren't caught up in the in the in the the main actor, you know, Bill Murray or Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. We were more looking at the writing, and maybe that's why these these didn't really you know gel with us as much as they could have. And again, that doesn't make them good or bad. It's just that you know it's not going to be part of my Christmas tradition. Right, and that's another thing that we should point out here is that writing is very subjective and. Just because someone is popular, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to mention any names, but there is one particular author right now who is incredibly popular, who is getting a lot of pushback because of the problematic nature of their writing. Yeah. And it is, you know, sometimes everybody wants to be on the trend with the latest, hottest thing. Whereas, and I think that may have been the case when these movies came out because they were new, they were fresher, and you know, maybe it wasn't the humor. Maybe it was everybody was kind of writing the trend of, oh, hey, I need to see this movie because everybody else loves it. And I want to find out what's going on. So some of that kind of plays into it where somebody hits the right place at the right time and the writing is good. It stands up, but maybe it's not as good as they originally thought it was. Yeah, yeah it's comedy is hard. Just it's very hard. Com- comedy is just difficult and um um, sometimes when egos take over, it just, you know, just really just shoots down. But sometimes the, the, the egos, you know, br- bring up the material too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and again, we just go back to Ghostbusters, and we, you know, where the ensemble cast uh, was able to, you know, lift, elevate that. And mm-hmm. uh, when you have somebody who's uh, complete surprise as a comedic actor, like an actress, like Sigourney Weaver, who, yes. who more than easily, held, more than easily held her own against, uh, you know, some egos in that set. Oh, yes. So, well... Yeah. But Sigourney Weaver, at that time that Ghostbusters came out, had been playing some very strong female characters. Right. So even though this was a little different for her and that she went in a comedic direction, she was, you know, it was not a surprise to see her playing this character mm-hmm. because she does end up being a strong component of the story. Okay. Um, I don't know really much more, much more we have to say on that subject. You know, well, I think we can kind of harken back to the earlier movies that we watched, like Christmas Vacation and Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Die Hard in particular, mm-hmm. really well written. Um, not a lot of people still argue over whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie, and I will always, that's the hill I will die mm-hmm. on. It is a Christmas movie. And talking about actors carrying the movie. Yeah. Alan Rickman, Bruce Willis. The yeah. two of them together made a great team, and mm-hmm. it really made it the movie that much better and there were comic elements to that too and uh, we you know and we dropped it in here too but lethal weapon did occur yes. at christmas mm-hmm. and people it doesn't enter into the christmas uh, christmas movie discussion like uh, die hard does no but again uh, they were you know it was just set and it just it worked right uh because again you danny clever and mel gibson at the time at the time, uh, at the time uh, was uh, they were both strong actors that were able to take the material beyond the way it was written, and they had good chemistry. And they had good chemistry, and that's something too that I think that we we overlooked is uh, in these three movies that we saw recently, mm-hmm. uh, Scrooged and Elf mm-hmm. and. Uh, I keep blanking on the third one. Uh, Gremlins. Gremlins, yeah. Uh, did you really pick up any chemistry at all? You know, maybe between Phoebe Cates and Zach. But yes, they were cute. They were cute, but um, they, but I you think, know, you know, really didn't pick up a lot of chemistry there, did you? No, I think in those cases, especially in Gremlins, I feel like the humans mm. uh, fell by the wayside with the character creation because the characters came out great yeah. and Gizmo. If anybody had a Furby. Yeah. Gizmo is very much like a Furby, which can be very creepy, but the it's got the cute, wide-eyed, you know, Gizmo, I think, really carried the movie, right. where Spike being the 
anti-hero maybe because mm -hmm. you know some people might have really thought spike was cool <laughs> but it was you know it's the i think that one kind of pushed the human actors into the background mm. okay. um scrooged i didn't think they had a lot of chemistry yeah, except alfred woodard and her family yeah alfred, aside from but that but alfred woodard i know she god. elevates everything. she's a god you know she <laughs> You know, if they'd made the movie about from Alfred Woodard's point of view, that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome because Alfred Woodard, you know, Alfred Woodard can can fall on water and make it champagne. Mm -hmm. um, okay, um, we're gonna we're gonna shift here a little bit, and because it is Christmas Eve, and uh, you know, pretty soon Santa's gonna be coming down the chimney here. <laughs> so we're gonna talk about childhood memories now because okay. uh, because it is. That uh, it is that time of year, and so um, we're not going to talk about um, you know our children's childhood memories no. because um, they have their own perspective on what makes a happy, merry Christmas. Um, but as a child, um, maybe not a specific memory, but what was uh, what was a favorite time? What was the favorite part of Christmas? You know, overall. Well, my favorite part of Christmas as a kid was usually Christmas Day itself because the family would gather together and having had a rough childhood, as many people do, um, you know, it's it's hard being a kid and you don't always take authority figures well and there's a lot of friction in that. So on Christmas Day, usually everybody was cheerful and, mm -hmm. you know, in a good mood and they'd be gathering together, eating and laughing and telling stories. So that my childhood memories are really of the family being together and being happy for the most part. I mean, we did have the aunts and uncles who occasionally had a little bit too much and went over the deep end, but everybody's got those. So, and that's one of the things I've struggled with as an adult is that, especially now that our kids and grandkids are kind of aging out of the whole Christmas magic, mm -hmm. um, Christmas day itself falls flat for me now. But I'm feeling more of a glow across the season because my life is more balanced and I'm not having the feeling that, oh, I got to look forward to this one day that's going to make me happy because yep. I'm happy all the time now. You're happy all <laughs> um, for me, it's very similar. Uh, you know, again, uh, rough childhood, you know, it don't need to dwell on that. Uh, but it was a very, very unstable. The phrase was always going to be, um, you know, when we settle down, when we settle down. Because, you know, uh, me as a child, me and my sister as children, uh, we would say, you know, when, why can't we do this or why can't we have that? And it's all that the answer was, well, when we settle down. Uh, but the part, one part of the year that was always settled down was Christmas. It was mm -hmm. always Christmas. And, um, you know, and Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving uh, used to be my favorite holiday. Uh, but uh, Christmas was, uh, you know, because Thanksgiving was Christmas without the presents. Right. So you could just focus on family. But uh, Christmas, of course, uh, was meant going to uh, going to Grandma and Grandpa's house over by the University of Nevada. Go Pack. And uh, go Pack. Go Pack. Go Pack. <laughs> and, um, you know, and, uh, you know, knowing that, you know, seeing the tree in the living room and... Uh, you know, getting to spend time in the kitchen with uh, grandma, you know, mashing potatoes, getting the turkey ready, not realizing that these days, you know, sadly were numbered, but enjoying the moment, you know, feeling the warmth, um, being warm, boy, being warm uh, is really, you know, it's, 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 it's way not underrated. And, um, you know, knowing that there's going to be a full meal and that, uh, we, you know, the grandparents are going to be there and my, you know, my mom and whoever she was married to was going to be there at the time. It was or not. And just, you know, just the, having that warm, 
uh, feeling, you know, out of, you know, one one or two days, Thanksgiving and Christmas out of uh, 365 was was pretty cool. And so, um, you know, when I when I read or when we read about you know about families having struggles this time of year, it, it really it it, it hits, resonates. It resonates because yep. we we understand. Yep. Uh, and I don't mean to make that a downer, but I do. What I do mean to make it is that make it as an up thing. That is, uh, you know, it's, it's possible that you know one day makes the year or two days make the year, and sometimes you know that that was just you know that was just the coolest time of the year. Right. And I think in both of our cases, it was family and family being together. And as we mentioned, you know, childhood can be rough. And we know that there are adults out there struggling at this time of year, too, where you just really want to get through Christmas if it is something that you're trying to celebrate, that uh, maybe you don't have enough and you feel like your kids won't have enough. And hopefully you've been able to find some help somewhere because people do care and people do try to help at this time of year. And I think that's really the magic of the season Mm -hmm. that we need to carry forward is that not just for the holiday season, but all year round, people do need help and we need to try to be supportive to each other as much as we can. Yeah, and you'll notice that something CC and I didn't say is we didn't talk about the specific presents we got. We didn't talk about the specific toys or records or anything that we got there. We, we talked about being with, with, with adults and if mm-hmm. you are in that you know category of struggling, the thing that you can give your kids the most is give of yourself, give of your good self on that, on that Christmas holiday. You know, and, uh, you know, try to suppress the dark side and, you know, give that light side, give, you know, make a lifetime memory because that's mm-hmm. what I think it sounds like what we have in common. It sounds like right. what the adults did in our lives is they tried to make at least, you know, one day or two days, you know, something, uh, you know, traditional and something, a, a lifetime memory, which obviously it stuck. And that may be one of the reasons I go so nuts at Christmas with the Christmas trees and everything, because they're a symbol of the happy memories that I remember. Mm-hmm. It's not so much about the commercial aspect of it, though. I mean, commercialization, you can't avoid these days. Or even then, you couldn't avoid it. So I think one of the reasons I go so heavy on Christmas is because I do love the symbolism, even though we are not traditionally celebrating it in a religious sense, where Mm -hmm. people have been talking about epiphany and leaving their trees up until like January 6th or so and things like that. Basically, I'm at the point where I'm going to leave my trees up as long as I feel like I'm having them up because yep. I like them. Yep. <laughs> and it just it brightens everything, and it just it does. It's just hey, it's 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 and it's just cool. And you should see the tinsel bomb that is our that is our tree, <laughs> tinsel that we've had our entire marriage. Well, that's a quick story we can tell. Go ahead. So our our first Christmas together as a married couple because we had spent the previous Christmas together before we were engaged. But we were a young couple. We were expecting our first child. JT was in the military, and I was working part-time fast food, so we didn't have a lot of money. We were living in a furnished apartment that was some of the worst 70, 70s furniture in the world. The, it was orange and brown shag carpet and plaid, plaid sofa. It was, it was not a... Cheerful pretty. place. It wasn't pretty. We had no air conditioning, and, and the the radiators didn't always work properly. So it was, and this is Nebraska during yeah. a Nebraska winter. So we kind of sound like a story yeah. in our, in ourselves. So we had not expected to get a Christmas tree because we needed to save money to pay bills, and even a little Christmas tree was going to be beyond us, basically. And um, so. We didn't even see each other much because you were working shifts and sometimes it would be during the day, sometimes swing and sometimes over the midnight hour. 
And I was, you know, as a pregnant person who was working, was tired all the time. <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was a little bleak. And uh, I came home from work one day and there was a little tiny, maybe probably a little bit bigger than the tree we have in our dining room right now. But I, you wrote a note to me, something about it. it's a plastic piece of pine, but it's Christmas and damn it, we're going to have a tree or something mm -hmm. like that. So, and then we bought a little thing of tinsel, probably at Kmart, I'm thinking, where they would come on the little cardboard and you'd tear off the strands and put it on the tree. And there are still pieces of tinsel on the tree in the living room currently that came from that first tree that we no longer, we don't have the tree. We haven't had it for years. But the, that tinsel reminds me of that first Christmas. And, you know, being a young wife and soon-to-be mother and 1,500 miles from most of our family and neither one of us, you know, the first year of marriage can be rough. We're still learning each other. We didn't know each other very well when we got married. So it was a... Uh, that little tree still makes me tear up. <laughs> that was a special Christmas. It was a special, special Christmas. And it was the first of many. <laughs> uh, I mean, you met first of many. Well, this is our 43rd, 42nd. We get together 81. So, yeah. yeah, this is our 42nd Christmas together. Yeah. Woo. And we're so very happy about it. We are. We are. We are. We are. We are. Yep. We're coming up on a half a century together. Oh, they're going to throw back again. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to go get some physical therapy on my back. Oh, I'm Ugh. feeling things this morning. I went to visit family yesterday, and boy, it takes a... For introverts, spending a day with everybody, basically, is tiring. Yeah, so tomorrow, Christmas, will be just will be us, nice and quiet and peaceful. And, uh, well, aside from the whips and chains, of course, but you don't need to hear anything about it. Smack, smack. smack. See, 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 see. It will yeah. actually be a little bit like our first Christmas, only we have so much more than we had then. It's yeah. hard to believe how far we've come. Okay. Uh, anyway, I think that, uh, I think we can take... We, I think we've depressed these people. <laughs> no, I think it's actually positive because we talked about happy memories from childhood. We talked about even though we were having a rough time, we managed to make a happy memory. Mm -hmm. And we're still together all these years later. Yep. So we got yep. through the rough times and and you're doing the uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, dear. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's just to say that if you are having a rough time now, if you are struggling, try to reach out. You know, find someone to share some time with. There are probably people who are feeling the same way you do, and you can bring each other up. And, you know, years in the future, this yeah. rough Christmas may become... I've got a very quick riff, a quick story. So this morning, went over to Jack to uh, to, get, to get the uh, morning breakfast, which we always do. And, you know, you know, Jack Coffee, by the way, is pretty awesome. And, you know, I'm, I went through the drive-thru, and, you know, the two workers there, you know, working really hard because I think one of them was like a district supervisor because she was taking all sorts of notes and talking oh. about things. And so yeah. it's like, so she is, um, the, uh, the other person hands me the bag. I'm pretty sure she must have been the manager or something like that. And she says, oh, thank you very much. I said, Merry Christmas. And they both just lit up and they both just smiled and they said, thank you. Merry Christmas to you too. See, it doesn't take much. No. Nope. It just doesn't take much. So, you know, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And let's all have a great 2024. Yes. And, and mostly buy all our books. Make us happy. <laughs> well, and as you mentioned, 2024, in the United States, it is going to be a rough year. There are going to be a lot of yeah, yeah, people. Yeah. No, I'm just, what I'm saying is, 
try to keep the spirit of friendship and you know mm-hmm. compassion in your hearts yeah, as kindness. we're going through this rough year because yeah. it's going to be a rough one when we come back around this time next year. Let's Hopefully, the worst of it will be over, but we need to get through it together. Let's be kind. Let's be kind to yes. each other. Uh, you can check out this podcast and other podcasts on our blog and, of course, our catalogs to our books across five platforms now. Amazon, Kobo, Barnes & Noble, uh, Apple, and Google. Google Play. Um, Google Play. And uh, we've got audiobooks, we've got paperbacks, and we've got ebooks just out there waiting for you. If you can spend money on something like this, you can spend the money on a quick escape and read our books. Please do that, and uh, please leave reviews too. And again, you can check us out at the website at www.carsonhume.com. Uh, we're, this is episode 148. We are looking forward to episode 150. 149 will be on News New Year's Eve, and when we know the subject, you'll know. I'm guessing it will be maybe we can watch some New Year's type movies because there's one in particular that I'm thinking of. Is it a Hallmark movie? Nope. Oh, thank God. It's a classic. What? When Harry Met Sally. Oh, right. I think right. of that one as a New Year's movie. Yeah, that's a New Year's movie. Okay. So, okay. Uh, until then, CC. JT. Y'all take care of yourself. Y'all have a wonderful uh, Sunday and Monday. If you celebrate, have a wonderful Christmas Eve and Christmas. And uh, whatever your faith, whatever your religion, whatever your beliefs, be kind, be strong, and hang in there because we believe in you. Take care, y'all. Have a great day.